Next on BYU Sports Nation, making the jump in spring football. What's the biggest difference between year one and year two for head coach Kalani Satake and crew? We'll have live reaction from BYU football headquarters after today's practice. Which player is impressing the most? Plus, rivalry night for BYU softball. The Cougars seek a third win over a ranked team this season, and it happens to be Utah. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, March 22nd. It's great to be in the spring. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. My name is Spencer Linton, teamed up with the host of BYU TV's version of Punked, Jerem Jordan. That would be fun. And that kind of happened last night. If you're unfamiliar, there's a guy named Martin Wright, Ace Man, we nicknamed him. He holds up ace signs, you know, like strikeouts at a baseball game. He, he puts them, you know, by his seat there. So he sits in the same spot. Uh, it's on BYU's side. It's kind of up high. Looks down. Every, when BYU gets an ace, he shows everyone, you know, ace and lays it down. So last night, our director, Julian Riley who probably would be the director of the show Punked on BYU TV if we did it. <laughs> Without question. He put down some tape on Martin's seat that said, you know, reserved for Princeton. Martin showed up and was a little surprised to see that his generally, his area was blocked off for Princeton. He wasn't uh, too excited about it at first. Later... He was told, oh, it's just a joke. You got punked. So this is part of the pilot, I think, for the show. And look at, and look at him. He, he sets up outside of it. He's like, all right. I guess I have to set up it's like a good soldier would, right? That's really He, he had, a univer- he had a, uh, an article in the school newspaper, The Universe, done by Cozy Burnett, who's a women's volleyball player, yeah. um, on him. He's a cool dude. Uh, huge volleyball fan. So it was pretty funny. If you're ever he, at a he came up to event. me after and he goes, oh, you guys got me. Yes, yes. I was we like, did. it wasn't me. It was someone else. <laughs> if you've ever been at a live event at volleyball or basketball, and as custom at every BYU home game, there is a prayer offered. Right as soon as the prayer ends, you'll hear a guy go, Eat them up, Cougars! That's Martin Wright. That's him. That's, that's Ace Man. That's the guy. Yeah, that's the guy. Well, who funny. got punked? <laughs> Season one debuts in 2028, Jeremy. You got to get to work. We'll have uh, Orson Scott card work on the script. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretty good. Wait, stuff. that's another show. Bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. BYU spring football practice continues today. Head coach Kalani Satake has mentioned BYU still trying to figure out who the backup quarterback is. We need to establish a backup quarterback, and, and that's the key. And we have guys that, that are battling for it. We have guys that are joining us later, and, and uh we, we want to make sure that we're confident in all our starters. Well, apparently there's a starter, right? I believe it's Tanner Mangum, Spencer. Yes. But after that, who's the guy? Coy Detmer Jr.? Bo Hodge. And Cody Wilstead in the mix, although he's pretty raw coming off Bo of the mission. Bo Hodge. Yeah. There he is. 
Who's who's the guy? This so the quarterback controversy apparently is for quarterback the backup con- there's position. No controversy for a backup. <laughs> Get out of here. It is to them, right? No, it is it's to not. them. It's We're scheduled to, to talk with a player after practice in about 15 minutes. Don't forget the BYU spring football scrimmage Saturday, three Eastern, live for the first time ever on BYU TV from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And the scrimmage is part of the experience. We're going to see open practice seven on seven, or Skelly as they call it. The warm-ups. It's going to be fun. The scrimmage is one big piece, but we're going to be able to see a full practice for BYU football, which will be great. Uh, In the latest Bleacher Report NFL mock draft, Brent Sobleski has Jamal Williams going in the third round to the Indianapolis Colts. Day two. Day two would be great. Linebacker Harvey Longy is projected as a sixth-round pick to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Longy will join us on the show tomorrow. Doesn't he just fit Steelers, the yeah. mantra of the Steelers? Yes, the Steelers. Like, that uh, just yes. sounds right for mean Harvey Joe Longy. Green, Brett Kiesel, Chris Hoke. <laughs> I love it. That would be a great fit. Third ranked, Except he should go to the Seahawks. What? Third-ranked BYU men's volleyball beat Princeton in four sets last night. Why not take a look at the final play of the match when it was sealed. Sander can go at it with everything. Ace! It's over! BYU wins in four. 25-18 in the fourth set. Jerem Jordan on the call. Ace, ace in your face. That's the goal for every BYU student is to leave BYU sealed. (laughs) Right? Brendan Sander and Jake Langley's each had 11 kills and hit over 600. BYU's 14th straight win now it's on to number one ranked Long Beach State oh, Friday yeah. and Saturday, both matches on BYU TV. Big time. It's as big as it gets in the regular season. BYU and Long Beach State coming up this weekend. Cannot wait for that. But first, tonight, softball plays Utah, who's ranked 11th. First time ever that Utah is ranked in the matchup. It's at 7 Eastern time tonight. BYU's won 11 of 12 this season. Cougars are hot right now. Check it out at 7 Eastern on BYU TV. Spencer, this is a big one. Now, some of you are asking, hey, wasn't BYU ranked? They, they won all four games last week. They fell one spot. They were number 25, so they dropped one spot. They are the first team out in the top 25. Otherwise, they'd both be ranked first time ever, too. Here's what's fantastic about this. BYU will get ranked if they win tonight. Uh, yeah, if you beat 11th-ranked Utah. So Utah is really good in softball. BYU is too. So this is going to be a fun game tonight. Cougars have two wins over ranked opponents already, including 6th-ranked Washington this year. From the mighty Pac-12, Spitzer. And hey, they're in Provo. Rivalry in Provo tonight. Big week on BYU TV. Tons of ranked opponents coming to town. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, brought to you by You're Ace. talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by Ahern Rentals, your next job is our priority. And today, Jeremy, it is all about BYU football spring cleaning. And what I mean by that is what a difference a year can make. And maybe some of you are asking, well, what kind of a difference can a year really make for a college football program? Now, in the timeline of BYU spring football from 2016 to 2017, there has been some positive distinction that has revealed itself. And I will say this, and we've talked about this a number of times on this program, the jump from year one to year two is typically the most significant for a new college football staff. And marriage. Is that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. I'm like, I, I don't know. Is Jerem... Is- uh, I just know I'd get a reaction. That's why I said that. 
<laughs> it's logical for sure. I mean, coaches in year one are figuring out what in the world they are doing in their own roles, so they, by nature, cannot focus all of their attention on players and figuring out what happens on the field. Well, especially when the coordinators have never been coordinators. Exactly. And that was the case for BYU. If you've been an OC, you come in, you know your system, but you're trying to integrate with those players, right? So year two is certainly different. Though. Ty Detmer had to define his own role. What is the offense? Who are the personnel and how do we cater to that offense? Those questions uh, have been answered for the most part. You're always going to be answering that question, but not uh, to a great degree from year one to two. Yeah. In year two, coaches can focus notably more on the players and the player roles. Just a case study. And we talked about this with Blaine Fowler a little while back. Nebraska and Mike Riley, he was hired in 2015 for the Cornhuskers. They went six and seven. In year two, nine and four. Really tanked at the end. They were like seven and oh, and then just lost four of six or something. But still a jump, right? There was still a jump. Yeah. Tulsa. I don't expect a big jump for BYU. Well, and we're getting to that. Non Power Five school with some winning tradition. Philip Montgomery hired in 2015, six and seven in year one, 10 and three in year two. Okay, and I could go on. There are three or four more of those. You didn't highlight the guys that like had a worse record. Well, that, it's it's Just the exception. It's the ex, it's the exception. I mean, it does not happen often. Point is, BYU Kalani Staki hired in 2016, nine and four in year one. In 2017, you're like, oh, so that means it's going to be 12 and two. No, it might not manifest itself per se that drastically in the schedule or in the rankings. Sorry, the record. Because the schedule is so difficult, but I think that there will be a drastic improvement in the quality of play, especially on the offensive side of the ball. If it doesn't mean wins, I'm not sure what value that has, right? It's, at the end of the day, how many games did you win, right? You, you hope that it's more wins. I, I anticipate BYU have a similar record. I, I think 9-4 and four is probably similar, but your point brings us to today's Twitter question. What's the biggest difference between year one and two mm. of Kal- the Kalani Taka era of BYU spring football? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Spring is where you kind of lay the groundwork for the season. At uh, Broil Blue Coog, use the hashtag BYUSN. The same difference between 7th and 8th grade in junior high. 7th grade equals nervous, unsure, but optimistic. 8th grade equals I got dis. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great analogy. I really like that. Hey, that, that translates to my life. I had no idea what I was doing in 7th grade. Yeah, 7th grade was really fun. You're like, oh, I'm not in elementary school. I'm like, yeah, no. not a little kid anymore. It was fun, but there, is some, there are some nerves the first week of school. I have and, a locker. Yeah, you've got a locker. It's I never my office. Seven different day. classes. You've got to figure out where you're going. And then in 8th grade, right. it's like, hey, I'm good. I was the class president in 8th grade. Yeah? You know? Oh, 8th yeah. grade was a good yeah. year for you. It was a fantastic year. I probably peaked in 7th grade. <laughs> let's be honest. I'm that guy. I, I think there are some notable differences where? between where? year 1 and 2. I think BYU has an identity. In year one, you're like, who are we? What are we? It takes some time to figure that out. BYU's a power-rushing offense defensively. They're smash-mouth, aggressive, blitzing, interceptions, turnovers. BYU has an identity. Kalani Sitake is the face of that identity, right? Uh, The offensive and defensive schemes are established. You have coordinators who are first-time guys. They were figuring out for themselves. Now they know who they are. I think the offensive line's solid. I think quarterback, you know who the guy is. Last spring, we were like, we think it's Taysom, but Tanner's there, so what's going on? You know it's Tanner Mangum, okay? Leaders are pretty well established on this team. You know who the leaders are on both sides of the ball. And we aren't shocked by the schedule anymore. I think last year we were like, wow, this is going to be really tough. BYU has a similar type of schedule where it's really front-heavy. BYU should make a run at the end. 
Probably has a couple losses there midseason. Probably could start one and three like last year. You know, two and two would be great. Three and one is kind of crazy to even talk about, honestly. I, but I think that BYU has some good things established where they can continue to grow as a program and get to the point where you do get a double-digit win season somewhere. If BYU were to make a significant jump in their quality of play, this would be the year to do it because of that early season schedule, right? Portland State, K, get that one out of the way. LSU neutral, home to Utah, home to Wisconsin. Those are your first. Yeah, a bunch four. of home games certainly help. Yeah, I I think if you really wanted to go three and one, you wouldn't schedule as tough. But BYU is uh, wants the challenge of the these main, amazing schedules, and then you can enjoy the the journey. Right? It's been long enough though that you're right. It the difficulty of schedule and those big games shouldn't this year. be like oh. Oh my goodness! No, last year was like, wow, look at this schedule. It's and, becoming the norm. Yeah, and teams don't play out the same, and the and physically, I think BYU will be more prepared because they changed the staff with strength and conditioning too. So um, right now, BYU is in great shape to uh, physically be ready. Are they in shape to play a game? They shouldn't be. They're five months and four days until the first game. They can get faster, stronger, and then be in football shape in August. The way that they are training their bodies right now is not conducive to playing an entire football game. It's different. The get training stronger, is faster, different right now. Fundamentals. It's spring ball. You're not playing any games right now, so who cares? What's the biggest difference between year one and year two of the Kalani Satake era of BYU spring football? Jerem just gave his takes. I think the biggest difference is the coaching perspective and confidence level because they have their roles figured out, which gives them more time to make the players better. (sighs) Which takes us one day closer, Jerem, to an actual test. Countdown to the Vikings. One, One, five, seven. This is terrible. (laughs) We have to figure out something else. I love the music and stuff, but it's not conducive to us counting down on it. Oh. Slash, I don't. I think I'm in on the countdown during spring football. I think you think, yeah. Even with okay, with the new music though, there's new energy still, right? There's new energy, but that doesn't mean the execution is going to match the energy. Okay, well, we need to figure out the execution. Then. I, I thought we figured, we figured out the execution. That? I thought we figured it out on the air last time. I just think it stinks. <laughs> what are we doing? One, five, seven. Like what? What else is there? There's certainly a lot more. We don't have to just run the ball up the middle like that music. <laughs> Can we throw the rock? Can we? You tell I me. Don't know, pitch What's it a up? throw? You come up with that and we'll no, run that play. No, someone else has to bring music. <laughs> That's not our job. <laughs> up next on BYU Sports Nation, which BYU player is standing at the most? What's trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation jumping right now on Twitter. You know how to do it, people. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Big volleyball matchup coming up this weekend. Number three, BYU. Number one, Long Beach State. 9 Eastern time Friday. We'll have the match Saturday as well. Live on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. Conference seating, regular season championship, NCAA tournament seating, all on the line. Big time matches coming up Friday and Saturday for BYU men's volleyball. Yeah, you said big to describe this the first time. How about ginormous? Yeah, and by the Epic, way, world changing. Ben Patch is available if needed. Oh. He has missed the last 
11 matches for BYU. He is available if needed. Yeah, and can we give some credit to BYU Volleyball for stepping up without one of their stars? 14 consecutive match wins, 11 without Ben Patch, and they've won them all? BYU's won all 12 matches this year without Ben Patch. So that speaks to the depth. This depth. is a really good team. Twitter question today. What is the biggest difference between year one and year two of the Kalani Sitake era of BYU spring football? At Dennis Nesbitt once says, I think the biggest difference is year one, everyone thought it would be fun to play for him. Now they know. Family, tradition, passion. Yeah, I, I like it. Like I said, the identity, I think, is pretty clear right now for BYU football because it's a new coach, new coaching staff. So there's some differences there. And after year one, I think everyone's pretty comfortable with the direction that it's heading. Let's find out from one of the actual players about said topic. Moroni Laulupututau, MLP, is joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Moroni, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay, so let's go back to our Twitter question today. For you, what's the biggest difference between year one and year two of the Kalani Satake era of BYU spring football? Biggest thing. Man, that's a very... That's hard to say. Um, I'd say the chemistry and the mindset. Um, chemistry, just because I think we're so much farther ahead right now than we were last year, for sure. Um, already having a, a year under our belt with the program and Ty's offense and, and the defense as well. And then just the mindset that, you know what, like looking at last year, we really can't compete with anyone. And, and we, can, we can play with the best. And it will be fun to see that play out against LSU and Wisconsin and Utah and Mississippi State again and Boise State. So another great schedule. Describe the feeling last year as you have a new offensive coordinator, a new playbook and everything, versus this year. Um, can you say that again? Can you describe the feeling last year with the new playbook and new offense versus this year in spring football? Um, I think, okay, so last year it was more like, hey, what's my time Make sure I get to this spot. And that is for everyone. And I think this year it's more like, hey, let me work on my details. Now I can really read the defense. Now I'm just, I'm not having to think as much. And I think that's, that's how it is for everyone on the offense. And, then, and as far as the playbook, uh, same stuff, same, same thing, just, just different guys. What uh, what's what was it like last year um, having Tanner Mangum maybe sit for the majority of the year and maybe that be beneficial in a way for this year? Because last year was like, maybe Tanner should play a little bit. That was that idea. But I think when this year plays out, maybe it will have been good that he sat. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I think he, he's always ready. Um, if he would have played last year, I have no doubt that he would have done well. Uh, but, but now is his opportunity, and I have no doubt that he'll He'll perform to his best ability, and, and having that whole year to kind of watch the offense and, and see what he could do better, see what he should still be doing, I think really does help. And I think that's part of the chemistry part, that we're already so far ahead. That, and I think it's because of that. Moroni Laulupututau with us on BYU Sports Nation, joining us after spring football practice. You have made one of the more notable position changes in BYU football camp, that going from wide receiver to tight end. What kind of a challenge has that created for you? I know you said that you know the playbook better, but now you've got to switch positions from year one to year two, so how does, what does that do to you? Okay, am I talking just me? I'd say the biggest thing is just the mindset. 
um, just realizing that I got to have my hand on the ground and I got to I got to be able to walk from the biggest of guys and then run routes on the smallest guys. So that was part of my number change as well. Just kind of changed my mindset, starting over, and, and so the biggest challenges for me is probably that just the just the blocking and getting used to it. Coaches are helping me out pretty well though. How are you going to gain the weight, man? Peanut butter, chicken breast? Oh, got to keep grinding, man. <laughs> Throw it down. Down the hatch. That's what Dan says, our, our nutritionist. He's just down the hatch. Bro. Whenever I don't want to do it, I just think down the hatch. Got to do it. So you changed to number 17. You talked about posi- position changed. But there's a mindset. You're uh-huh. right. Difference with that. What, what went into that number specifically? You know... Nothing, actually. I wanted to choose like the most <laughs> random number I could think of. <laughs> it's a prime um, number, too. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really did. I just wanted to say, you know what, I don't want any significance except for the fact that, you know, I'm starting new new goals and, and I'm going to kind of make something out of it. And it's just a way to motivate myself, really, just having something new. 17, the number of touchdowns that Moroni Laulupututau will score <laughs> in 2017. We might need to bl- add blocking uh, no. four as well, right? Like maybe. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you have so to be. Blocking, yeah. Blocking for touchdowns, and then catches. We'll add it together. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's good. I think that's, I like I think that. that's good. Do you have to be tougher yeah. as a tight end than a receiver? I mean, you're, you're in the uh, box now. It's different, right? You're picking yeah. up linebackers, you're not yeah. shedding five foot nine corners. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just being willing to do it. Um, I mean, the strength staff is getting me right, so just just being willing and then knowing and getting the technique right, and it's just different. It feels different, you know. Instead of a 185 pound corner, you got a 290 pound DN, you know. So it's it's really just a mindset. Your coaches brought up you as one of the guys that have really shown in spring football, and they're excited about uh, the dynamic shift of you going from wide receiver to tight end. But from your eyes, looking at your teammates, whom among your teammates is really standing out this spring? For offense or defense? Either or. Um, for spring, honestly, I'd say Tanner. He's looking really good. But, but who pops out to me is Talon Shumway. Uh, receiver, he 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 played. He got a few reps last year, but for sure this year you can see that that he's been he's been dominating and he's perfecting his craft. So he looks really good. Give us an idea of this group of receivers because you lose three of the top four targets from last year for the mm-hmm. second year in a row. Yet there is some talent in this group. So give us an idea of what you expect from the wide receivers this year and some guys that uh, are playing well. I uh, expect a lot more deep balls. That's for sure. We got a lot of athletic guys, a lot of speed. You know, we got Bo Tanner, Jonah Trinaman, who can fly, and then you got Talon who can jump through the roof. Um, all very smart players. So, a lot of a lot of athleticism, and I expect a lot more big plays this year than than last year for sure. So, I need to ask you about the camping trip that you just went on. What what was the best part? <laughs> of camping out with BYU football in southern Utah? Oh, you know, just waking up at 6 a.m. with your teammate right in your face in the tent. The best part. <laughs> you know? Your roommates don't do that already? <laughs> you know, being in a four-man tent with five guys, that's probably the best part. <laughs> it's basically BYU football Boy Scouts. Guys. These, are, these are football players. Uh, oh, you know. man. 
<laughs> yeah, that's 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 when you're like, what? Why are we doing this? Why why do we do this? No, nah. <laughs> nah, it was fun. It was, it was a good bonding bonding moment. They had a lot of activities and they fed us well, so they took care of us. It sounds like it was basically, uh, you know, like a Boy Scout camp out. So who's like the scoutmaster of the group that's like, all right, all right, go to bed? Nah, no, there was none of that. <laughs> 4 a.m. Chaos, which is great. Spring <laughs> yeah. break, right? Was, yeah, you, you want some organized yeah, chaos. Armageddon. So. Yeah. What, uh, this Saturday, for yeah. the first time ever, the scrimmage and practice will be on BYU TV. You guys excited to have that, uh, I guess, shown to the country for the first time? Oh, wow, that is a surprise to me. So, yeah, that'll be cool. I didn't know that. Well, tell all your friends to watch. Now you got to crank it up, man. Tell all your friends to watch. (laughs) Yeah, I will. Great stuff. Moroni, it's always nice to talk to you. Uh, We wish you the best of luck in your transition from wide receiver to tight end. Uh, Down the hatch, man. Just uh, keep uh, pumping in that chicken breast. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. You got it. Moroni Lao Laputatao on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. You know what they were in on the campout? Bro mode. Oh, bro mode. Yeah. You paid attention yesterday. Well, you'd be surprised I do. To Travis Tuiloma. Yeah. He's outspoken. <laughs> except when he plays football. I, I love Travis. Yeah. I need to work on my impression of him, too. Well, uh... <laughs> He's so soft-spoken. I, like, I like to tackle, guys. I, I think Moroni Laulupututau could have a big year for BYU. It, we, we'll see how good he is as a blocker, hand in the ground, that kind of guy. But we know he can catch the rock, and he's going to be a junior. I think he can make the jump. And I like what he said about the receivers, too. What do you expect? More long balls. Ooh. I think that's playing into the what's the strength of Tanner Mangum. His arm. He can get the rock down the field. Taysom Hill's strength was rushing the ball, creating something out of nothing, right? It wasn't chucking it down the field per se. You're suggesting there won't be a ton of zone read with Tanner Mangum at quarterback, I never Jared? did joke with us about that recently. <laughs> awesome zone read. Now, he also compared kidding, right? Moroni Laulupututau to Chris Smith, who was his All-American tight end. That's quite the... Saying that he wasn't the biggest guy, but he could hold a block and he could he was precise in yeah. routes and he had great hands. MLP won't be the best blocker on BYU's team at tight end, but if he can be good enough as a blocker, now he can be in a lot of sets because you don't want to be predictable. Okay, Tanner Baldry's in, therefore it's going to be a They're going to run! Uh, MLP's in, therefore it's going to be you a pass. You can't up. be that predictable. Hopefully you have a Pitta and a George situation where it's like, okay, I'm not sure what it's going to be. You can play action off of that. Yeah, Yeah, good stuff. And I think the word that he used a couple of times during the interview was, it's a mindset you have to be willing, and I'm willing to do that. There you go. That's a big deal. Our Twitter question today, what's the biggest difference between year one and year two of the Kalani Satake era of BYU spring football? At Newman BYU says, system. Coaches, no players. Players, no coaches. Hashtag brothers. I think that translates to the field as well. Coming up, rivalry game day for BYU softball star Lexi Terrell previews tonight's matchup with the 11th ranked Utes and offensive lineman Andrew Ide in studio, studio to talk about the NFL. Look at that beard, man. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are also on demand anytime, I'm, anywhere. I'm you don't have to do that. Oh, okay. But you are talented but I wanted, enough that I you wanted can to, yeah, do that. Trumpet, just in case, you know, talent show on demand. We're, we're calling it the spring football special on Saturday, Jerem. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. This is at 3 Eastern time, Saturday, Dave, Blaine, the two of us, Lauren, Jason. It's going to be great. 3 Eastern time this Saturday for the first time, BYU's practice uh, and scrimmage will be open 
on TV. We're going to show it. It's going to be great. 3 Eastern time. Check it out Saturday. BYU TV and the app. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines led off by BYU Spring Football practice just wrapped up. Moroni Laulupututau joined BYUSN and said the team mentality right now is that Look, we can play with anyone, and we did that in year number one. Now this is year two. The mentality has changed. The confidence is there. Download the podcast if you missed our interview with MLP and what's been the most difficult part about him making the transition from wide receiver to tight end. In the latest Bleacher Report NFL mock draft, Brent Sobleski has Jamal Williams going in the third round to the Colts and linebacker Harvey Longy going in the sixth round to the Steelers. That would be great for BYU to have two picks. I, I think it's going to happen. Longy, Harvey Longy looks like he's going to be drafted. Third-ranked BYU men's volleyball beat Princeton in four sets last night. The Cougars now turn their attention to number one-ranked Long Beach State Friday and Saturday in the Smithfield House. Jerem Jordan, Steve Vail, Lauren Frankham on the call for the biggest matches of the season. And there's nothing soft about it, but they'll play softball tonight. 11th-ranked Utah, ranked for the first time in this matchup with BYU. 7 Eastern time on BYU TV. The Cougars just out of the rankings. BYU's won 11 of the last 12 games this season. 7 Eastern, BYU TV, and the app. We've been talking about football and transitions with Moroni Laulupututau. Now it is the big transition from college football to the National Football League with Andrew Eide, former BYU offensive lineman in Studio B. What's up, Andrew? What's up? First and foremost, like when you walked in, I was like, holy cow. Like you Is that Porter Rockwell? Dude, you, <laughs> you have well, clearly nice been working said to me. You've been working very hard. Full beard, you know, working with Jordan Pendleton. Uh, how are you feeling right now going towards uh, your NFL dream? Feel healthy. And I think that was the thing that uh, everyone's usually most concerned about is how your body feels going into pro day. Obviously, you're not going to be you're going to have a little bit of, you know, if you're training hard for two months, you're going to have a little bit of bumps or bruises here and there. But feel really feel really healthy. I think Jordan knows what he's doing uh, and he knows when to taper us off a little bit. Um, We did really well in our midpoint assessment about halfway through training, he put us through and then Garrett Jurgens actually went to a regional combine and he performed really well. And so all of our numbers were where they need to be at the midpoint and a couple of weeks ago when we tested. So last uh, beginning of this week's been kind of just tapering off, make sure we feel good. And so I think physically and mentally ready to go on Friday. Is it weird to just, you're not in class and you don't have to worry about spring football. You just work out and all that buildup. Is that weird to transition to that? Kind of awesome, but also yeah, different, Yeah, I right? mean, at first it was kind of stressful because, you know, you know that feeling where you're stressed about not having any stress? That's how I felt. You know, at first <laughs> I was like, there's no school. And it's just like, you know, the schedule seems too good to be true. So I was kind of freaking out a little bit. But now I'm kind of like, man, I don't really want it to end because all I have to do is work out and take care of my body. And then you do like your craftsmanship where you do, you know, if you're a quarterback, you're throwing to your receivers and stuff. You still got to keep up on that. So after pro day, when you start to do workouts for teams, you can't be rusty. So, um, yeah, I mean, the schedule's pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. Not having school, I was kind of tired of it. You know, I did a whole year of grad school. And after that, I was just like, you know, this is, if anything, this is going to be a good break from school. (laughs) But I mean, after the more I got into it, the more I'm like, man, I really do want this. This is going to be an incredible opportunity. Andrew Eide with us on BYU Sports Nation, preparing for BYU football's pro day as he seeks a spot in the National Football League. 
What will you participate in this Friday at Pro Day? Give us an idea of, of uh, the drills and the events that you're going to be partaking in. So they're going to start off, our, us off in the morning with, you know, getting our measurements, our height, arm span, laying arm – no. Yeah, I already said wingspan. Wingspan. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what I was trying to yeah. think. Of. Yeah, wingspan and arm span, which is kind of important for offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. And um, they get your weights and everything. Then we'll start off with vertical, vertical jump test, then broad jump, bench press, forty, and then after that, I don't remember the order, but we'll be doing our our shuttle drill, our three cone, um, and then the scouts that are there, they will take you through specific position oriented drills. And so I played left tackle last year, but um, I'm playing guard and center at the next level. So I've been learning center from Dallas Reynolds and mm. and one on one workouts, and so that's just the position that fits my body type more. And you know I've learned a new position or a new scheme every year since I've played college ball. So I mean I'm like sure I'll learn how to play center. <laughs> yeah, why not? I'm like what as well, you know. <laughs> Round it all out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. What are you what are you most excited about and nervous about with the specific drills? Um I think that you know something that's really underappreciated is the center's ability to snap the ball consistently under high pressure situations. Like you see Tijon and like after I'm learning how to snap, I'm like, man, I'm like Tijon really did this against Wyoming when it was raining the whole game and didn't have a bad snap. Hmm. So I'm like I can do it on my own, and I'm like, man, I'm going to have all these scouts and all these friends watching me. I'm like, hopefully my mind doesn't change, and I, I do everything the way I've been training to do it. So I think that was kind of what I'm most nervous about is trying a new skill that I haven't done under a high-pressure situation, you know. Yeah, and which one are you like, I'm going to dominate this, these drills? <sighs> I've always been a jumper. I've always, you know, pl- I played basketball like we were talking earlier. And you played with Skylar Halford. Yeah, at Timpanogos. And then Christian Stewart was your quarterback. Right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, I I mean, my vertical jump for an offensive lineman is, is going to be pretty good. My broad jump, you know, and, you know, I was a defensive lineman for two years. I played DN for one year, so I still want to show off some of the athleticism I have, and I feel pretty comfortable with all the all the drills, but I think my strengths are are the explosiveness that comes with the the vertical and the broad. So, Andrew Addy with us on BYU Sports Nation, BYU Football Pro Day on Friday. We will have uh, live reports from that happening on the show, so don't forget to tune in for that. Why did you want to play at BYU coming from Southern Utah? Why did you feel like okay, this is this is a good springboard for me to do something to get to the next level? Hmm. That's actually a really good question. Um, I mean, growing up in Utah Valley, whether you like it or not, you grow up watching BYU football and you grow up you know, wanting to play for them. And then come high school, you know, sometimes that's not the reality for everyone. And then, you, you know, so I, I grew up and BYU didn't really look at me. And I, I had offers from like Weber and SUU and Snow and other schools. And so I kind of put BYU on the, on the back pocket after that. You know, I'm like, that, you know, that's never going to happen. And... Um, and then when I was at SCU and I saw that we were going to play BYU, I got so hyped. I'm like, heck yes. <laughs> I remember I was sweating. I was like, I couldn't concentrate in class because it popped up on Twitter. And I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait to go show BYU what I got. You yeah. know, I hate those guys. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, was so, I was so hyped. You know, I didn't even care that we were playing Utah the first game. I'm like, I don't care about that. Um, and, you know, 
when when I graduated and I realized that you know transferring without losing a year, you know that could be an option. And and Key and Norman, my teammate, we were roommates down at SU before he got married, and and I found out he was going to do the transition. He committed before I did, and then I just had the thought in the back of my mind. I'm like, you know, we only get so many years to play college ball, and I'm like. I feel like if I could play at BYU, then I can go on to the next level. And I just didn't want that question of regret going on for the rest of my life, knowing that I could have done this. And it was a huge risk. You know, I, I wasn't guaranteed a starting spot when I showed up. You know, I had to earn it. And, um, you know, I just didn't want the regret. And then it just feels nice. It feels nice again, you know, being from Orem, being a, you know, my dad's a professor here. He teaches economics and my mom graduated from here. It's just nice, you know, having, being on good terms, having that good feeling with BYU football. And then just seeing how the coaching staff has taken care of me individually has been incredible. I mean, I was only here for a year and I feel like they, I've been here for so long because they did such a good job of, you know, setting up opportunities for me, giving me chances to do things I've never done before. And I had a lot of loyalty to coach Ed Lamb who recruited me out of high school, kept in touch with me on my mission, believed in me, made, helped me made the, uh, make the position switch to offensive line when I was at SUU. Um, so that, that felt nice following Coach Lamb. You know, me and him were really close, and I felt like a lot of what SU football was was a lot that he built. And I'm not going to say things were like, weren't the same when he left, but I liked coming back and, and being under Coach Lamb again. You know, he's a solid guy. Now, now you're here. The, the son has returned to Provo. And BYU. <laughs> the prodigal son, <laughs> the bearded prodigal son. Andrew, we're, we're really excited for you, man. Can't wait to to see what happens yeah, on good, Friday. Good David Friday. David Nixon Thank called you. him the uh, underwear Olympics. So the, under, the yeah. underwear Olympics. Yeah. Friday. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the meat market. <laughs> the meat market. Yep. <laughs> good stuff. Let's give you some uh, BYU Sports Nation karma so you can perform well on Friday, man. Awesome. Thank you, Andrew Eide. Offensive lineman and every other position, apparently. <laughs> yeah. He's your man. If you Just need him to play football somewhere, he's your He'll guy. Be on the line. <laughs> oh, boy. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. What's the biggest difference between year one and year two of the Kalani Satake era of BYU spring football? That is our Twitter question today. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Up next, outfielder Lexi Taro of BYU Softball joins us in studio. What would a win over the Utes really mean? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spender Linton and Jerome Jordan, live from Studio B, your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Now, there's a person out there that's never watched and, like, is seeing this for the first time. Like, his name is Spender. Are you serious? And Jerome. Yeah. We're not serious, as you can tell. <laughs> hey, after the 6 p.m. Eastern rebroadcast of this program, so if you're watching the rebroadcast right now, it's coming up at the top of the hour. Yes. But if you're watching live in the morning, it's later tonight, okay? Uh, softball, who's just outside the top 25, has won 11 of the last 12 games. They're playing 11th-ranked Utah at 7 Eastern tonight. It's going to be awesome. No better time to get a third win over a ranked opponent this season, Jerem. This is the first time Utah's been ranked in this matchup. BYU's been ranked a bunch. So it's glad that Utah finally came to the party. <sighs> Come hang out at Miller Park and Gale Miller Field. 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain, BYU-Utah. Also, there is this, Jerem. The emergence of one Lexi Taro, who we will talk to in just a minute. And she headlines our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Lexi Taro is hitting 426 this season. Why is that impressive? Because she's hitting 426. <laughs> and also, 
She hit 258 last year. She has made this incredible jump. And now she joins us here on BYU Sports Nation. Lexi, thanks for joining us here in Studio B. Of course. Thank you for having me. Well, when you hit 426, it's the least we can do. Who should right. we get? Lexi! <laughs> She's hitting 426. <laughs> How have you made this jump this season? Um, I'd say a lot of it for me was about having fun. Coming in your freshman year, it's very nerve-wracking. You have a lot of expectations for yourself, and you always want to do well. And so I guess for myself this year, I just wanted to have a good time, use my opportunities, and do the best I could. So are you more relaxed? Yes. Uh, at, at the plate? Mm-hmm. I'd say that it's all about your mentality when you're up at the plate. And so for me, stressing myself out is not going to do any good for me. So I try to keep as calm as possible. If I ever find myself getting a little out of control, I'm like, all right, control the situation, take a deep breath, and then go. Dr. Craig Manning's you know, oh, yeah, advice yeah, yeah. sets in. Yes, Boom. he's been working with us this season, so it's been a huge help for the team. The psychology is paying off. Wins over two ranked opponents, we just mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Washington, who is currently ranked 6th, and uh, the University of Georgia, who are currently 16th. What do wins like that mean to this BYU team? It just shows how much potential we have. I mean, that game against Washington was an insane game. Like, McKenna Bowl threw a great game, and we hit the ball really well. And it just shows that, I mean, any team can win on any given day. It really doesn't matter who's ranked number one, who's ranked number 26. I mean, it's who comes to show up. And as a native of the capital of the great state of Washington, (laughs) did that mean more to you, beating the Huskies? Oh, yeah. I mean, growing up, my dad always hated the Huskies. I mean, even though you're a Washingtonian, I mean, you still got to beat them. And so (laughs) it meant a lot. It really did. Is is he a fan of uh, the team from Wazoo, or why, why did he not like the Huskies? I don't know. I mean, my dad is more of an Oregon fan. Oh, there you go. Anything. But, I mean, now that I'm at BYU, it's all BYU. You were recruited by Oregon. Um. A little bit, yeah. On my travel team, there was a girl who was recruited there, and they came and watched once. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And they saw the power that is Lexi Terrell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you play Utah. Speaking of you know ranked teams and rivalries, Pac-12, a team mm-hmm. out of the Pac-12 as well. They're ranked 11. They're they're a really good team. What is what is this year's matchup like for you guys? Um, I think it'll be a good matchup. I mean, we came through and beat them last year in the snow. It was brutal. The weather was awful. But, um, yeah, I think we really can do it. I mean, we have really great hitters. We have amazing depth. So anyone can do the job. I think, really, it's just we'll come in ready. How does the rivalry manifest itself in softball between BYU and Utah? Because in football, obviously, there is so much physicality. Right. So how, how do those rivalry moments happen specifically in softball? Um, I'd say a lot of it is a pitcher-hitter duel. So, I mean, when you go up to the plate, you know it's a battle. You know, like you're fighting for your life to get a hit, and it's just trying to see who's the better opponent. Who are some of your inspirations uh, as a left-handed slap-hitting slash power hitter? Because that's unique. Normally, <laughs> yeah. you're, like, it's hard to be a slapper and a power hitter. Right. Um, I wouldn't say it's like a certain person. I mean, growing up, me and my dad always watched a lot of slapping videos, trying to learn as much as possible. And um, Hildebrand, she's a legendary hitting coach. She was one of the videos I watched the most about slapping just because, I mean, me and my dad kept it as simple as possible. I mean... So it really helped me, and she was probably one that I looked to the most to help me. Now, for those that aren't familiar with slap hitting, mm-hmm. it's 
you just take you take your glove off and you just hit the catcher in the face. Oh my like, bam! Slap. Yeah, you you get a running start. You're left-handed. You can get a running start, which is a great advantage if you can get your ball or your bat on the ball. You still have to connect in the box with the ball, right? But time. I mean, it's all about timing. It mm-hmm. is not easy to do. How long did it take you to perfect that craft? Uh, I still haven't perfected it. I mean, it's still something you work on all the time. Once you get to 500, then you've perfected it. Right? <laughs> then maybe. 26 yeah. is insufficient. You're close. Working towards it. You're close. <laughs> you're close. How do you, how do you stay? Um, maybe you're engaged all the time, but mm-hmm. are, are there times where you're like, shoot, I forgot how many outs there are, and you glance over the scoreboard when you're in the <laughs> right. outfield oh, or whatever? Yeah. How do you mm-hmm. stay engaged? Um, I'd say staying engaged is a lot for me is cheering, clapping, doing whatever I can to – physically still be watching the game especially as a dp sometimes you're like wow i feel like we've been in this inning for like 30 minutes you're by yourself on the oh, bench yeah. the designated player yeah. when you're not playing mm-hmm. defense yes yeah that's uh that's a unique circumstance but sometimes you play in left field yeah. so mm-hmm. what do you prefer um i wouldn't say i have a preference i mean being on both sides of the field is obviously a little bit more engaging but i mean being in that dp role is pretty awesome knowing that they want to consider me to still be in the lineup when we have a lot of other people that could be i would drink an excessive amount of dr pepper if i was the dp i'm like dp i'm gonna take this literally and i'm just gonna chill in here i'm just gonna hang out in the dugout who makes you laugh the most during the game during the game i'd probably have to say brooke okay brooke is secretly very funny all the time. She laughs harder than anybody I've ever seen. But we have a lot of funny people on our team, very secretly. Ari is very funny as well, on and off the field. Like, when she's in the pitcher's mound, she's making jokes, she's doing funny things. It's awesome. Give us an idea of what that's like. Um, of what Ari does? Yeah. I think it's just like she'll be on the mound and she'll be upset about something and she'll just scream out how many outs we have and just encouraging, <laughs> come on, Cougs, like so. And she's just being honest. There are two outs, okay? Yeah. <laughs> just yell facts. Yeah. Passionately. Just getting hyped. Yeah, yeah. Okay, a couple of things I need to clear up. First of all, uh, when I was doing the last broadcast on BYU TV with uh, Gordon Eakin, your head coach, I brought up a scenario that was presented by Libby Sugg where he was out. I don't know if he was dropping like rap lyrics or if it <laughs> was like something of some hip hop nature or whatever, mm-hmm. but he denied it vehemently. He's like, oh. I, I never, I never did that. I know nothing of the sort, Spencer. Yeah. That means <laughs> it happened, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Whatever Libby says is true. <laughs> <laughs> that is good stuff. And by the way, you, did you work with the, uh, this, this group of six that was working at a restaurant locally? I did not. Okay. So no. you were I'm not, non-working. You were not part mm-hmm. of that crew? Holy cow. I do go to eat there, though. I mean, They at least give you discounts, right? Yeah, exactly. Can't miss out. Okay. They'd take more advantage of said discount. I know, right? (laughs) Karen, I'll tell you which restaurant this is. Oh, I know. (laughs) I know. We've talked about it. Lexi, uh, let's give you some I love Italian food. So, yes, some BYU Sports Nation karma, and uh, we'd love for you to sign our stretch wide flag as well, if you don't mind. No, of course. Better batting average than Ted Williams. (laughs) Yeah, we need her signature. It's the pursuit of perfection. The 500 batting average is a slap hitter. Can we pressure that down a little bit? Let's just go 350 (laughs) play. The pursuit of 500. Oh, my goodness. Hey, good luck Thank against you. Uh, Utah tonight. Thank tonight. you. Looking forward to live on BYU TV 7 Eastern. Up next, the Cougar Whip Around, including more on that softball matchup with the Utes. And how about BYU Women's Golf representing? BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation. 
and it has now come to my attention that we need to what, Jerem? Whip it. Okay. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU football spring practice continued today. The spring scrimmage is Saturday, 3 Eastern time, live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium and on BYU TV and the app. Cougars in the draft. In the latest Bleacher Report NFL mock draft, Brent Sobleski has Jamal Williams going in the third round of the Indianapolis Colts. Linebacker Harvey Longy projected as a sixth-round pick to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Volleyball. Third-ranked BYU beat Princeton in four sets last night. Brendan Sander and Jake Langlois each had 11 kills and hit over 600 for BYU's 14th win. Straight win. The Cougars host number one Long Beach State Friday and Saturday on BYU TV and the app. Softball. For the first time in the history of the BYU-Utah softball rivalry, the Utes are ranked number 11 at that. They play BYU live on BYU TV from Miller Park, 7 Eastern tonight. This is, again, the first time the Utes are ranked BYU just one spot out of the top 25. The Cougars have won 11 of the last 12. Swimming and diving. The NCAA championships start today in Indianapolis. Peyton Sorensen and Kevin Dreesen are the two Cougars in action this week. Golf. BYU's women's golf team finished second in the SDSU March Mayhem match play tournament. The Cougars beat Pepperdine in the morning in the semifinals, and they took on USC in the championship but fell. Still, great showing for the ladies. Athletics news. BYU leads in the West Coast Conference Commissioner's Cup standings following the winter sports season. BYU is the defending champ. The sporting news has ranked all Power 5 football and men's basketball programs plus Notre Dame and BYU since 2010. The Cougars enter those rankings at number 8. Soccer. How about that? Taylor Isom has been invited to the U.S. women's national team under-23 camps in Portland and Orlando. She's one of six players asked to go to both camps. Harvey Longy projected to join the Pittsburgh Steelers in the sixth round, according to Brent Sobleski. He will join us tomorrow. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets it? Jake Langlois and Brendan Sander both did over 600 in the win last night. Now they prep for Long Beach State, number one team in the country this weekend. What's the biggest difference between year one and year two of the Kalani Satake era of BYU spring football at JV Fisa with our elite tweet of the day? We have seen his work in action, and now he is capable of doing great things. Faith is now knowledge. All right. How about that? Mahan Rai, Corey Antimer. Thanks to Moroni, Laulu Pudstow, Andrade, Lexi Taro, and everyone on our crew. Mahan Rai, Corey Antimer? What's his name? Corey Antimer. Corey Antimer? <laughs> oh, that's funny. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to BYU Softball.